Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're doing the podcast. I know. So smile, fuck. Well, we're doing a podcast. We're not doing video. Are we doing video podcast too? They, don't, they, they don't can tell smile. from the way you sound that you're not smiling. Okay, can you tell that I'm smiling now? Yes. But I'm smiling. I don't see it. By the way, what's up with your voice? Okay, but we, we start the podcast by doing this. Biggity boom. Yiggity Yes, Brand New Bang and I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity Have No Fear. The name is the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. Captain Kalitis from the Caucasus Mountains, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, a.k.a. the inflamed Ashkenazi. That's how we start. Now, as you guys could already tell, the young shooter is here. And he's going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting because, as you guys could already also tell, my voice is fucked up. <clears throat> now, I'm about to get on some magic mouthwash, which apparently has more steroids, some antihistamine. This is that Mariah Carey shit. Okay, this is, this is that 
this is that big boy shit that they give like Stevie Nicks, Mariah Carey, that J-Lo shit. This is that J-Lo mega mix I'm, I'm getting here. But we'll jump right into it. I have the young shooter here, Dean Collins. How are you, Dean? I'm good, man. I, it's like I never know when to come in because you're like, I have the young shooter here, Dean Collins. Like, there's so many spaces. Like, just get it out. Just spit it the fuck out. Let me come in already because I'm like, do I come in now? Do I come in there? Like, there's always these awkward pauses with you. Why don't you just say it? Have no fear. Captain Colitis. It's like, just say it, man. Just spit it the fuck out. Get it out. I know it's your podcast. I don't want to disrespect you on your own podcast, but just get it the fuck out. Well, I, I, when you come in like that, you're already, you, you're already disrespecting me, and you're hitting a guy when he's down because you know that I can't scream, yell, or harass you. So what, what you're doing is taking advantage of a situation. Well, it, this feels good, man. It's like I, for the first time in my life, I'm able to actually like stand up for myself to you with not with, without you jumping down my throat. Cause you, it seems like, yeah, you've, it seems like you've lost your voice for the past month. You know, it's I know been you, two weeks, two weeks. Fuck. Feels like a lot longer. If it's been great. I have to look, I know it's, it's probably been rough for you, but I think when I say this, I, I speak on behalf of like the general public, like the rest of the world, not hearing from you for these past couple of weeks has been really kind of a, a, a refresher. It's been peaceful. There's been like a calm in the air. Like you might as well just take a vow of silence at this point, you know, become a monk because I think it's good. You're not, you're not like getting on the hot topics of, you know, machine gun Kelly. Let me talk about him. Let me talk about this one. Let me talk about, I think this is good for you. I think this is actually really good for you. I think that it makes you instead, you know, you cease to stop talking to the outside world. You have to focus on yourself internally I think that you're going through some depression right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I'm not going through depression. I'm frustrated that I can't communicate the way I need to communicate. And at times, it's it's with a camera in front of my face. At times, it could be uh, volatile. But it also can be needed. Okay? It can be needed. These last two weeks, I mean, I've had a lot to say. I've had to, I've had to internally say it. I haven't been able to get them out. And no, there hasn't been many videos of me screaming, yelling. Uh, you brought up Machine Gun Kelly, who did get booed at his own concert the other day or at some music festival. And there's been this whole debate as to why he got booed. And I could just say right now, if, if you don't mind... The reason why he got booed is because his music sucks. That's simply the reason why he got he got booed. Because he's not a good rock musician and he's up there posing with all the outfits. He's got on the uh the pink stuff. He's got on like the grunge sweaters. He's got on the fishnet. Um yeah, it's the fishnet like mess shit. Like he looks like one of those characters out of like School of Rock, like the Battle of the Bands. Like you don't look good, man. It's like you said. It, it, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that because they're like, oh, he dissed Slipknot. He dissed. You have no business diss. I don't even. I don't know any. What is Slipknot? They're like some heavy metal shit from you know the nineties and. Sh I mean, I don't fucking listen to them, but 
This guy's in no uh, position to be talking about anybody's I'm looks, sure the people in Slipknot spent their whole lives <clears throat> learning how to play an instrument. Like Machine Gun Kelly's been feverlessly, is it feverlessly or fury, not furiously? Um, how do you, like if you've been doing something a lot, what's the word? Fear, 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 what? Fear philosophy? Fear philosophy. That's not a that's kind of a cool made up word. Dude, I went to film school. Like, I'm not the guy to ask. Okay, but the word is it he's been practicing to learn how to feverously. There it is. Feverless. What is it? I think it's feverously. Feverously. Um, he's been practicing to try to give the impression that he could play the guitar. And I bet you the guys in Slipknot are actual musicians, although I don't know the music. The, the point is, is that this is what happens. You're walking around with all the pink shit and the purple shit and all this stuff. And like, you know, these 18 and 19 year old girls like, oh, he's so hot and all this shit. And he's got Megan Kelly up there. Uh, Megan Kelly? No, M Megan Fox. At the end of the day, your music is not dope. That's why Conor McGregor and the people are cursing at you and attacking you because you have to be able to back it up with some shit. And you can't back it up with some shit. At least like Fred Durst, he had some shit. He had some shit. The fact that we're even saying that, it's like, when I was growing up, Limp Biscuit was a fucking joke. I mean, I was nine years old and everyone knew that that was a joke, but. Yeah, but when you look back on it, when you look back on it, it, it wasn't so much of a joke. No, you're right. I mean, did you see Machine Gun Kelly whip out a lightsaber at his show recently? Did you see that video where they were booing him and flipping him off? And he said, I'll fight you right now. And he whipped out a lightsaber at the guy. And I mean, and he was like, look what you're wearing, bro. Look what you're wearing. It's like, dude, this is coming from the guy that's in fishnet. He's like that pop punk shit where he's wearing fishnets, but he also wants to be like Kurt Cobain with the fucking flannels and all that shit. Like, you don't have the talent. Look, I'll, I'll leave that to you. I'm not going to shit talk the guy because... He's no, no, do it. You're doing good. I, I said I need you to do the heavy, the heavy lifting today. Well, how? Well, tell me how the, uh, how were the shows in? Because you were in Nashville, and then before, because I haven't seen you in a few weeks. You were, how was Nashville? Nashville was great. The shows are great. The crowds are great. Shout out to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast fans that came to the shows. I heard the dingoes. I saw the T-shirts. Um, you know, my voice was. A little stronger than it is right now, but it, it, you know it's been fucking challenging doing the shows. I don't think the the audience, um, aside from hearing it, they you know that they're they're not aware. But it, it's not that easy just being able to like you know really do your shit when you have the strained voice. But the show must go on until it gets canceled. Uh, but no shows are getting canceled uh, because I got that magic mix coming uh, tomorrow what morning. What's the magic mix? It's, I just told you, it's that Mariah Carey. But what does that mean? Like, okay, but what it's is that? that? Uh, it's that fucking uh, Barbara Streisand. I understand that they get, but they're in a whole other league. How are you getting right. on the list? Right, I'm getting my hands on it. Don't worry about how I'm getting my hands on it, but it's that, you know, Celine Dion. You understand what I'm saying? You're that black market Celine Dion. I think you're getting some bootleg Celine Dion. You're not getting the high quality Celine Dion. I'm, I'm getting that Celine Dion tomorrow morning. Okay. okay, he told me you got Just a steroid let, shot and you sound worse all of a sudden. Don't worry about how I'm getting that, J-Lo. How I'm getting that Gwen Stefani. I'm getting that shit from my voice. And then when I get my voice back, you want to come on here and talk greasy? Talk out of pocket? 
Well, we'll see if you're going to come on and talk greasy and talk out of pocket when I get the golden voice back. Okay. No, look, I haven't slept all night. The past couple times I've been on here, I feel like I've not been in like the best mood. Like I'm trying to put on like a, a happy face, like you said. In put the- that fucking happy face on. It's on. Like I No, it ain't cuz you're not fucking like everybody could hear that you're not smiling. Everybody could hear that you don't look happy to be here. Put that fucking happy face on like Joaquin Phoenix. No. <laughs> I am happy to be here, but like can you smile and talk at the same time? It's kind of hard to do that. I can. I'm smiling right now. Hey, my name is Michael Rapport. I have a fucked up voice, but I'm still smiling. The the people could hear the smile. And if you're looking at me, you could see the smile. But you could hear when a person is smiling, when a person is joyous even with inflamed um, lymph nodes, lymph nodes, lymph nodes. But before we get to why you were up all night, I will be flying west to perform this week in San Diego, and I will be seeing you in San Diego. Now, a lot of times people ask, will the young shooter be at the shows? And the answer for the San Diego shows is yes. This week, Thursday... Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, six shows in San Diego. I love this American comedy company because you can touch the crowd. The crowd could touch you. It's small. It's intimate. Um, If you're sitting in the front row, you could smell my breath. I could smell your breath. And the young shooter will be with me in San Diego. I am going to try my best to get this guy to get on the stage and do it solo for at least two to three minutes. But tickets are available. Last time we did American Comedy Company, you were there, right, Shooter in San Diego? Oh, it was, those were great shows, too. That was like two years ago now. It's crazy. Was it two years ago? Yeah, it must have been. I mean, it was pre-COVID. Fuck. But, uh, but tickets are available at michaelrapportcomedy.com. And then I'm going to come to L.A. to chill. Then we're going to be in Philly, Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, all tickets, all information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. I said on the last show, we just added shows in New York City, um, the 11th, 12th, and 13th of November. There's Orlando and all that shit, but the tickets, information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com for the San Diego barn burner in sunny San Diego. And I will um, be, like, because I moonlight also as a security guard. So, because it's not really in your budget, it's never been in your budget to like pay security and all that. So for some reason, I'm kind of just that jack of all trades, master of none. I kind of take on those responsibilities. And um, so I will be coming out there and I want people to know on the record that I will be armed. So, no, I'm serious. I know it's like, because you're laughing and all that, but I'm actually going to be armed. Like, because we've joked about all this stuff and I had the security shirt, but I, I did buy myself a weapon. What is it? We don't, I don't need to like discuss what the weapon is, but it's non-lethal. Um, All right. No, no, you know what? The element of surprise is good. It's mace. It's pretty much mace. Is it mace or is it mace gel? It's pepper gel. Pepper gel. You, you, you couldn't get yourself some pepper spray. Well, you know what? I, I spent a lot of fucking time researching this shit, and I was told that the pepper gel is more effective, but then I just looked it up again, and apparently... The reason that the pepper gel is better is because it doesn't spray back on you when you when you hit someone. Because usually that's what happens. You get mace, you spray it on someone, and it shoots back on your face, and then you you end up fucking yourself up. So the pepper gel, it's it's really like it's got a straight target. It doesn't get you. It's a gel. It hits straight. But the caveat is 
that it takes like 20 minutes to kick in. What the fuck? That, that should be the first thing. Like that should be the disclaimer. Hey, this is like a lot better. It doesn't get in your eyes. But by the way, like the, the person that you're fucking up is probably going to beat your ass because it kicks in in 20 minutes. So they could beat your ass, but then 20 minutes later, they'll be like, oh, my eyes hurt. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? No, I need that shit instantaneous. So I'm looking into, but don't worry about all that. I will still be armed. I'm actually thinking about getting a pepper. Uh, I'm thinking about getting a pepper ball gun. Uh, it's like a gun where you're like, hey, don't fucking move. But they're they're pepper balls. So anyway, don't worry about what I'm bringing, but just just know that, like, don't come over to us. Don't try anything wacky. I know you said this is like all hands on deck. You could smell your breath. You could touch you. We're not doing all that. Right. You're not touching you. This isn't you're not Harry Styles. OK, no one, right. no one's wanting to fucking touch you. You're not going to be crowd surfing. There's going to be a barrier. We're in times of covid. No one's putting their hands on you and they're not putting your you're not putting your hands on me. I mean, have all the hands on you that you want. You don't don't shake my hand. I'll give you the fist bump. I used to be a nice guy and I go, let's let's have a hug. Let's let's shake hands. I'm not doing that anymore. Well, speaking of new times, so I because I feel like I might have brain fog because I got COVID tested twice, negative. My wife got a COVID test this morning that she paid for, the, the like the rapid test for like 250 bucks, some crazy shit. They call her back and tell her it's negative. She calls me, everything's negative. And then they call her back and say, we just want you to know that these tests aren't 100% accurate. Well, I said, I said, you need to call them back and be like, we're not 100% paying. Because if you're going to tell me that a COVID test isn't 100% accurate that I'm paying for, why am I 100% paying for it? Maybe I don't pay all of it. Just like the accuracy of your fucking test. I, I, don't, I don't understand how you could accept money. That is where we're at right now. Flush your money down the toilet while you're at it. Go take, 200, go take $250 right now. Throw it down the toilet. Flush it down because that's pretty much what you just did. I told, I told my wife, I said, babe, because she's sick. And just because you're sick in 2021 doesn't mean you have COVID. Right. She's not feeling good. The traveling. I said... Either you tell them or I'm just going to cancel the payment on the card because we're not paying $250 for a, a test that's half right. We'll pay half price for a half right test. In fact, why don't you pay? Now, fuck the refund. Now we want you to pay us now. Actually, now you're going to pay us. Now you're going to pay. Now we're getting the $250 back and now we're, we're collecting $200. What do, they, what do they call that? Restitution? Um, restitution. Reparations. Restitution and reparations. Exactly. But to answer uh, the, the big question everybody wants to know is, why were you up all night, Dean? Well, this is actually interesting. And, I, you know, I kind of want to break it down real quick on the podcast because I don't want to announce this to everybody else. But I came up with an, an idea for an Instagram account last night because, you know, we love shaming people. We love putting people on blast, but it gets a little tricky because you have a big following. You got like 2.2, 2.3 million followers. And sometimes you take that risk by putting certain people up on your page and Instagram is very strict. They'll flag it. They could suspend you. They could disable your account, all that shit. And we have to be very careful with that stuff. So we don't do it as much as we'd like to. So I thought, you know what? I would, I want to do this 
and like anonymously on an account that I can create because I'm really good at this. Like I, I pride myself in my PI skills. I, I like, I know how to find these motherfuckers and I like people to be held accountable for their actions. And I want to see justice being brought to them. So I came up with an Instagram account, 9 PM last night. Okay. Came up with an Instagram account called awful humans. So it's like, fuck it. I'm going to make an Instagram called awful humans where it's just, you know, what, what, what really sparked this was a horrifying video that I saw. It was one of the most disturbing videos I've seen in a long time um, of a group of teenagers, 14, 15 years old that saw a homeless woman, a black homeless, homeless woman in Spokane, Washington, doing nothing. She was just sleeping in an abandoned building outside. And they got out of their car and they beat her up, stomped on her, took a baseball bat to her, wow. laughing maniacally while she's screaming helplessly. I mean, it's, it's just saying that is like, it, it's so disturbing, just that visual. And seeing it is a whole other thing. So I saw this and I, and I was so compelled like, I'm sick of people just sharing these videos and not finding these people. Like, okay, I right. get it. They're minors, they're kids. But no, if you're doing some, and they're like, someone was like, oh, well, they were drinking. Sorry. When I I drink, my friends drink. We don't go around beating fucking homeless people up when we drink. We, we don't do crazy mental shit like that. I mean, anyway, so I was like, fuck these people. They, they should be tried as adults. I'm not the one to bring that sentencing upon them. That's the initial system. But- I was like, fuck it. I'm going to expose these little fucks because no one else was doing it. So I thought, all right, I'm going to create an anonymous account, Awful Humans. And I put that as the first. That that um Instagram name was available? That's what my sister said. She was like, how was that not taken? It was available. Awful Humans. And uh, I put a little alien that said, fuck, you know, that was the little avatar. It said, fuck humans with a little, he was flipping off the camera. And the thing said, uh, uh, a cesspool of awful human beings um, exposing and holding people accountable since 2021. And that was all I put up, you know, like really like setting the tone of what this Instagram account was all about. So I put up that video and people were really fucking disturbed by the video. You had thrown up the video on your page. We gave a major trigger warning. You know, I, I ended up muting the audio. It was so fucking disturbing. I didn't, I didn't want anyone else to hear because I'm like right. stuck in my head. So I, I put it up on this Instagram page and, um, well, not this Instagram page, your, your, your new Instagram page. Oh, my new Instagram page. Yeah, and I follow awful zero humans. people. Awful humans. I put it up, and people were really, really outraged, as they should be, by the video. So I started doing the digging, and I, I, I spent hours, actually. Um, I had these kids, some of these people who went to their school ended up going, I know who the kids were in the video. This is the person with the bat at the beginning. This is wow. the person who got out of the car. This is the person who filmed it. And I was like, okay, fuck these people. And so I had him send me their yearbook photos because all these Holy kids. Holy shit. Wait, you, you exposed, you're the one that blew this whole thing up. I, I blew this whole thing up and I had, the, I was working with a kid who I won't, I won't name who, who went to school with these little shits. And, uh, he ended up, you know, cause all these kids, um, de deactivated their Instagrams. You know what happens? They go into hiding. They're, they're all fucking spooked out and they delete their pictures. So it's hard to find pictures and Facebooks and all that. So this kid sends me all their yearbook photos and there's six kids 
And I got all their names. I got their yearbook photos. I got the Instagram accounts that were still private and up and all that. And I made a collage with all their yearbook photos, six of them with all their names and their yearbook photos. And I said, and I laid it out in the caption, meet the group of, of teens who did this to this poor, helpless, homeless woman. And I said, this is the person who shot it at so-and-so. This is the person who did this. This is the person who did that. And I put up the collage and I put up the video and it blew up. And I went from having zero followers at 9 p.m. to at like five in the morning. I checked my phone and I had over 40,000 followers. Damn. In a few hours. And I was like, holy shit. Like I've had, let me just preface this by saying, I've had a, I've had a cat who's had his own Instagram for five years. Nobody gives a fuck about your cat. Well, that, I didn't, I didn't. No, no, that. nobody cares about the fucking cat. Okay. Well, clearly yeah. they don't. I, no, I know. Clearly they fucking don't. Because I put, I've made an Instagram for him and it's it's barely broken 800 followers. And I'm like, nobody gives a fuck about Pablo, bro. I tried a meme account. That's That's got almost a thousand followers. It's there, it's safe to say I failed at both of those. Okay. I, I didn't, that wasn't my calling, but this seemed like this was my calling. And, and I had hundreds, hundreds of DMs from people going, you're doing God's work. Please cook yourself a nice breakfast this morning. I want you to eat. You deserve it. You deserve the best breakfast for what you're doing. It was all the most positive. I'm like, it felt good. And I, when they say 15 minutes of fame, like I, I really got that 15 minutes of fame because you started hitting me up and I was like, I'm not, I can't talk to you right now. Like I got 40,000 followers all of a sudden. Like my thing is about to go into the stratosphere. Like I might surpass my own following on my own Instagram account with 70,000 followers. Like I was like, oh shit, I'm, I'm about to be like the next big thing. Like I was, ah. I was looking into like verifying the account. I was like, you know, this is, this is what's up. And I was really proud of it. And so anyway, and I told you, I said, don't OD. Don't OD. And, and I didn't really listen to you. And, and then what happened? Well, I, I OD'd because the Instagram ended up getting disabled today. And a lot of people were very upset with the Instagram said that they're reviewing it, all that type of shit. Um, one of the kids' mothers reached out to the Instagram was like, who's behind this account? My son was clear of charges. But anyway, apparently, because I gave the update on these kids too, and they were charged. I think eight, there were eight charges brought against them and nine felonies. And these little shits are, I, I mean, they they must be like in some serious trouble. I mean, I, I hope they should be in jail. They should be. You, you can't be doing that shit because that's a good point. Uh, you, you can drink and you could drink as a minor, even though you shouldn't drink as a minor, but if you drink as a minor, that doesn't mean you go around beating people with baseball bats, homeless people or any people or anybody. Yeah. What the fuck? So I think they should charge the parents while they're at it too. Cause I think your parents absolutely failed you in that regard. But anyway, so yeah, don't worry about the Instagram count. Maybe we'll get charges put on you for being a shithole parent. Oh, I thought you were talking about me because I was like, someone actually threatened me with the charge too. And I was like, shit. No, not you. No, because one of the mothers was like, I'm sending your Instagram to my detective. Right. You don't have a detective, crazy lady. You probably don't have a lawyer for your little fucked up kid either. Right. You're broke. If, If you cared so much about your kid, he wouldn't be out three in the morning beating up homeless people with a bat. Where was your detective the night your son was out beating somebody with a bat? Right. No, they all, they, I guess they all ratted on each other. They all said that this one was there, that one was there. They all told on each other. And it's the way it happened. You never saw, uh, you never saw Goodfellas? 
Of course. You saw the Godfather, right? Of course. I get it. Did you see the Godfather? Yeah, I did. I did. I actually saw it in theaters. So the account is disabled. For now, but but keep an eye on awful humans because I will be coming back with a vengeance. If it's not that one, I'm going to keep going. Uh, the people really got me fueled up to keep going. They said, you are, you are fat. They told me you are faster than the police. Th th that's why they took it down. They didn't even name the kids. I, I'm about that life. I'm not playing games. So um, speaking of the Godfather and Goodfellas, are you going to see, are you going to stream the Sopranos movie that's coming out this week? Yeah, of course. I mean, look, I, I don't think it like, I'm not, like so excited by it. I don't think it looks amazing, but of course I'm going to see it. I mean, I love the Sopranos. I was like, you know, 13 years late to the party, but uh, I'm definitely going to see it. And James Gandolfini's son is starring in it as young Tony. So that's going to be cool. Are you, I mean, you're obviously going to watch it. I'm definitely going to see it. Um, and we saw the trailer for the um, Paul Thomas Anderson film. Paul Thomas Anderson's obviously the director who made There Will Be Blood, Boogie Nights, um, Mag Magnolia, great director. He's got his new uh, film called Licorice Pizza, which I don't know what the name of that comes from, but he he's a guy that I need no... I don't even need to see a trailer. When a Paul Thomas Anderson movie comes out, I go to see him. I wouldn't say I go to see him day one, screening one, but I go to see it immediately. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. Day one, screening one? Of course, I mean, yeah, I was there day one. There will be blood. I said, I mean, I was there day one of a lot of his films. And I, I mean, the guy, I didn't love, uh, what was the one that he did with, uh, Phantom Thread. No, I loved that. The one before, like with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, the detective. Some people love that. I, I didn't, I, I don't understand that. I didn't shit. like that. The master I liked, I liked everything but that, but this well, one. What was, what was that one? The, the, what was it? Detective? What was that? Um, my son loves it for some reason. I was like, I don't get it. He tried to explain it to me. I still don't get it. Fuck is you saying? It was called um, Inherent Vice. Yeah, I, I, I maybe I need to see it again, but I, I didn't understand it. Um, anyway, um, unlike most episodes, Shooter, I must say that I really appreciate you being here on this episode because my voice um, is fucked up and you're really helping carry the episode because normally by... 30 minutes into the episode, you've annoyed me, harassed me, and gotten me so angry. But did today, um, because my voice is fucked up, I just want to let you know I really appreciate you being here. Oh, man, that's so nice to hear. Like, I haven't really heard you say that ever, like genuinely say that. Right. So, well, I'm saying it. I just said it. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate, I appreciate everything that you've done for me and- I appreciate you having me on your podcast and me being a guest here. And so I just want to say thank you uh, back to you. What does that mean? No, I'm saying thank you for having me on the show and, and for trusting me in such a uh, high regard and this kind of position with all this responsibility for me to carry the show is like, you know, I'm your Robin right now. Hold the fuck on. You're not carrying shit. No, you just told me I'm okay. You said, Hey, by 30 minutes, I'm, I'm out. Like you're carrying. Thank you for the shooting. Normally 30 minutes into the show. I'm like, fuck you asshole. You know, like, you know, screaming and yelling. But today I just wanted to say, thank you for being here. You're not carrying anything. No, I didn't you just say said, anything. I'm carrying. You said, Oh, you thank you. I mean, we could rewind. Did the I say carrying? 
pretty sure you said thank you for carrying the show like on my shoulders. I didn't say carrying. Dean. You said like if I wasn't on this episode, this would have been like a throwaway episode. Excuse me. Excuse me. I don't throw any fucking episodes away. What are you talking about? No, I. Maybe this is coming out. Do you do? It's coming out. Yeah, it is coming out. Coming out what? Maybe it's coming out what? Maybe I'm not articulating myself well enough. maybe, Maybe you ain't articulating yourself right. Maybe you ain't. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, well, uh, thanks for having me. Now, now I don't feel that great about being here anymore. I mean, it felt good a couple seconds ago, but well, anyway. So, well, I'm glad that uh, you're glad that what? Nothing. Now I just feel like it's awkward. Like now I feel like we can't really move on from that whole thing because I said carrying the show, and I wasn't saying that I carry the show. I just like that came out of your mouth. You said I. You carry- said I'm carrying the show. No, I said that you had said, Dean, you're carrying the show. I don't use that word. I don't even say carrying the show. Where do, where would I get that from? Uh, where where do I? I don't say carrying the show. You said it anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. We don't fact check. I don't, I don't fucking know. I mean, rewind the clip. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. We don't fact check. That's what I just said. Yo, you know, I know you've been talking about your loud neighbors upstairs. You have those loud neighbors, right? They're fucking driving me nuts. And I haven't been able to scream at them for the last two weeks because of my throat. That's probably for the best. No, I'm I'm the victim. It's my podcast. And on my podcast, I'm the victim. But in real life, with these loud neighbors, I'm also the victim here. I know it's hard for me to be the victim because everybody's like, oh, you're this, you're that. I'm the victim with these neighbors. No, but you like you have a broom. You're like, fuck you. It sounds like you're terrorizing the neighbors. Like, I don't hear the neighbors. Are you team Rappaport or team fucking heel stompers? I'm not team anybody. I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate. Like, I'm just looking at okay. it from both sides. But okay. speaking okay. of neighbors, I have, I have this, na- I don't know where this neighbor is coming from, but it's actually pretty alarming. I don't know if they're above me. I don't know if they're in the building across from me. I'm trying to gauge where this neighbor is. But basically, there's this dog. It's not that annoying. Like, usually it annoys me to hear dogs barking. I don't love to hear it. It startles my cat, startles me. I don't like that yappy noise. But there's been this dog that, it's a, it's a small dog, I can tell, that, that barks every now and again. And I hear this guy going, like, after the dog barks a couple times, the, the guy will be like, shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Shut your fucking... And, and like, scree- like, screaming loud 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 like really alarming abusive like would not be surprised if he's abusing this dog he's verbally abusing the shit out of it like shut the fuck up screaming and i go over to my window like my balcony and i'm like listening to where this dog is barking from so i can because i really want to report him if i if i knew where he was i'd i'd call somebody to report him i call the building because this could be good for your website you're 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 awful humans if I, if I could record, I know, I know, I would totally expose this fucking guy. And it's, it's going on, it happens every day. And it's like, it's like, dude, if you can't handle your dog barking, don't get a fucking dog. I don't have a dog because like, I don't, I wouldn't want to hear a dog barking, but I wouldn't be screaming at the, fu- and he's shut the fuck up screaming at the top of his lungs. Yo, the next time you hear him screaming, you need to scream back. Be like, yo, you shut the fuck up. And if you got a problem with the fucking dog, I'm calling the fucking cops right now, motherfucker. Do like a, like change your voice or something. I was thinking about getting nervous. a megaphone to doing, to do that. But my, the only concern that I have, literally this is going on in my mind is I have a patio that my cat hangs out at and like, I leave him there all day. And I think this guy's above and I'm terrified that 
I mean, if this is a fucking dog abuser, I'm terrified that if I said something to him, he would look at my cat when I'm not there and like shoot my cat or like do something to my cat. If I, he not going to do a goddamn fucking thing. I want to know where he is. I, I try and hear every fucking. Yo, when you hear him screaming again, you got to say something. Even if you don't want to stick your head out. I know you're not confrontational. You need to be like, yo, you shut the fuck up. We hear you screaming at your dog. We're going to call the fucking ASPCA. I'm, re I'm really thinking about doing that. That's all you got to do. Because you don't know where he's coming from. He's not going to know where you're coming from. I'm not going to, you know, the way your your backyard is set up, he ain't, he'll he he'll hear you, but he ain't going to know who it is. Uh, you're right. I, I think you're right. I mean, I know you're right. I've been, I've been wanting to do that, but it's like, if I'm just hearing that at the top of his lungs, like God knows what the fuck he's doing to this poor dog. And no, nah, you gotta, you gotta say something. See, I got this cocksucker stomping right now upstairs. Yeah, but at least, all right. Like I have, no, 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 no. I got this motherfucker up there stomping right now. Is he doing it on purpose? You think? Cause it's like you and they're like, you shut the fuck up. Like we can't stand you. This is for all the bullshit you've given us for 25 years. Like they're probably dropping bowling balls just to be like, fuck this guy. We have to fuck away. First of all, we li he lives under us and we have to hear him on fucking Instagram and all this other bullshit and our favorite show, Howard Stern, he's on there yapping away at Gary and all this shit. Fuck this guy. Why don't we, why don't we make this fucking guy's life a living hell? That's what I would do if I was living above you. I'd go, fuck this guy. I have to hear this motherfucker 24 seven. You've been in that building a long time. They probably, they're probably not new. They probably know who the fuck you are. That's what I would do. That, that's what you would do to me if you lived above me? You cocksucker, you. I would be, I would be screaming. I would be fucking, I'd say, yo, let's have a party. Let me turn on the fucking the subwoofer on. Fuck the guy below me. I don't give a shit. I'm concerned with my neighbors. I'd be like, bump it up. Put extra bass on that shit. Great. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, how's your, how's your love life? Love life is, uh, is okay. I'm not, I'm really still not looking for anything serious. Uh, I love that I'm like in that position, be like, I'm not looking for anything. Like I'm the fucking bachelor over here, but um, like, I'm just lucky to have a woman like stripped down and be naked in front of me. Like that's, that's like a blessing for, for me to even be near a woman. I, I recognize that, that I'm very fortunate to even be in a situation. Cause look, I didn't lose my virginity till I was 18 years old. That's not that late. That's dude. My friends all lost at like 14. I, I that's like two years late. I lost mine at 16. Yeah, see, that's normal, though. Like, I, and I, I lost it to, like, a hoe. I had to call and be like, hey, come over because I don't want to be the 40-year-old virgin. Like, I need to get this done. Now, what's up? Everybody wants to know, what's up with Brazil? Uh, the, the, the Brazil girl, the one that bailed on me or the one that I had a fling with? Both. Well, the one that bailed on me, I said we should hang out and all that, and I haven't talked to her. I haven't put in the effort, kind of given her a taste of her own medicine. The second girl from Brazil, I did have a situation where things got... Got what? I saw her three times while she was in LA. She lives in New York. She's from Brazil. But I saw her three times. And by the third time, she started asking me, why am I single? And started hinting at a lot of things like... What's your PayPal? Shit like that. Like, do you have PayPal, Venmo? It seemed like she started kind of getting like an attachment. And she said... I mean, she did tell me I was the only white guy that she's ever slept with in four years. I, I thought that was pretty cool. In four years of sleeping with men or in four years? In four years of being in America. Right. She said, you're the only, you're the second white, the first white guy was a real tool. And So wait, so were you the second white guy that she slept with or 
the first white guy that she liked sleeping with? No, I'm the second. I'm the second and only white guy that she liked sleeping with. The first one, she was like, I don't like that guy. I don't count that guy. You're, you're the second and only one she liked sleeping with, but not the first one she ever slept with. Um, no. Well, no. No, yes. That You just said two different things. Because you're talking about rewinding shit. We can rewind shit. No, no, no. Don't rewind that. Don't rewind. You don't need to rewind the clip. We can just keep going. Uh, no, she's just said that, you know, in the four years that she's been living in America, she usually, you know, I think she likes Asian men. I think that she's a big fan of Asian men. And it's, uh, I mean, that's interesting. Not that that's interesting, like in a weird way. A, Bra- a Brazilian who has an Asian man fetish, no problem. She Listen. loves Asian men. And she said, I'm the second white guy that she slept with. And so anyway, she's, she started, I said, look, I'm not looking for anything. I was kind of traumatized by another relationship. And I gave her a little paragraph because she had set it up that she was kind of insinuating something. And she said, oh, I wasn't asking you. I'm not talking about us. I just wanted to know why you're single. And she made me kind of feel weird about it. And then on the last day that she was here, she was like, I didn't expect a guy like you to come along. I could write a blog about all the things. I want to clone you. Blog. Clone. She was like, I could write a blog about all the reasons why we, you know, she kind of. She kind of what? No, that we should maybe pursue something in a way. Like all the reasons why, yeah, we should pursue something. Okay, okay. I've heard enough. Well, you asked I've about heard it. I mean, I didn't ask. I, I heard didn't. enough. But the, you're like spinning in circles first time, second time. Uh, so basically, slutty summer. How would you recap Slutty Summer 2021? Because you coined the phrase. Um, how would you sort of sum it up since the summer's over? I'd sum it up like this. I'm 31 years old. Five years ago was a different kind of a slutty summer. It was a slutty summer filled with one-night stands, fun times that we both know we're going to move on from these experiences. And... Now you got to be careful with playing with people's emotions. It's something that I'm really conscious of. Like you cannot just be going, I'm going to hit this girl up. I'm going to hit that girl up. I'm going to hit this girl up because we're not, I'm not 21 anymore. I'm 31 and I'm not hooking up with 21 year olds. I'm hooking up with like mid twenties, late twenties sometimes. And lately it's been mid twenties to late twenties. And it seems like after the first two times or even the first time sometimes that there seems to be some kind of, an emotional attachment where they're like, what are we doing now? It's not, they're not interested in just hooking up. There's always like, where are we going with this? And I'm not necessarily looking for something. So I get myself in these situations where it's like, fuck, all right, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Well, you got to do something. Otherwise you're going to be choking your chicken and complaining about it on this fucking podcast. Exactly. So because nobody wants you complaining about it on the fucking podcast and nobody wants to hear about you choking your chicken. So there's got to be a happy medium. I don't want to talk about that. I'm not talking about choking my chicken with anybody. You choke. You talk about choking your chicken on this podcast often. And people are like, people are like, I've had enough. What am I fucking Louis CK over you? My dick in my hands. I don't ever talk about that. What are you talking about? Anyway, I'm just happy to be on the podcast and the summer's been okay. Okay. The last thing I wanted to ask you about, because last week I couldn't get to it. And I, I realized it was, uh, uh, it was the, the day, a day late, but it was the 30th anniversary of three monumental records on the same day, 30 years ago in September of 1991, September 24th, 1991, a tribe called quest released the low end theory 
Red Hot Chili Peppers released Blood Sugar Sex Magic, and Nirvana released Nevermind. Yep. Three ridiculous, classic, game-changing records from three totally different groups. The only one that's still able to perform, obviously, is the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who coincidentally, on that same day, well, not coincidentally, they knew what they were doing, they announced um, they're doing a world tour next year, which I fuck with. I want to go see them. See, I would go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Me, me too. And what makes it that much more monumental is that they re- they announced that they're doing a 2022 tour. Because look, they're always touring, but they're bringing the great John Frusciante, the the guitarist that really is like the sound. He makes the sound of the Chili Peppers. Those guitar licks on, you know, Californication, all those, all from Blood Sugar Sex Magic. So he's back. He hasn't been in the band since 2006 on Stadium Arcadium. He's back in the band. They're touring with him in 2022. I'm definitely going to see them. Seen them probably six times live. And they're fucking incredible. Didn't you and I see them once perform? We saw them. We saw them during the Stadium Arcadium tour. At the Forum, at the uh, LA Forum. Mm Mm-hmm. The fabulous forum. That was great. And uh, and uh, obviously, well, why don't you give a little riff on why you love and what Nirvana means to you? Because I obviously have spoken many times about A Tribe Called Quest. Uh, the, the movie was made. But why don't you break down, just from a fan's point of view, what Nirvana means to you, even musically, or just what it means to you, because you you got you could do it better than me, and you're such a fucking fan. Break down what that album and what Nirvana means to you specifically as a fan. There's no right, wrong, or any answers. I don't want you to feel like I'm putting you on the spot. Just break it down. No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard for me to articulate things like that. But they came in. They cha- they literally changed the lands, the whole the course of music history. I mean, they came in with. They were nobodies when they released their first album, Bleach. They were nobodies. They were in the underground punk scene. They released the album Bleach in 1989 or 1988. And then they released their second album and literally took Michael Jackson off of the number one spot on the Billboard charts and became the biggest band in the world. And Kurt Cobain just like got rid, you know, during the 80s and all that shit, there were all those hair metal bands like... I don't know which which bands, but I mean, you'd fucking know some of those bands that were out there. But they, uh, I don't know. He just came in. He was. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I mean, break it down. There's no right or wrong answer. I know you always feel like you're put. I'm not putting you on the spot, but just what, what, like, just explain it. What it means to you. It's 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 your point of view. Well, I liked their first album because it was super raw and underground and all that. But never mind. From top to bottom is just sonically. It's it's. It's like the Beatles swallowed Black Flag. Like, it's so fucking good. It still holds up. I mean, Smells Like Teen Spirit is... Yeah, it does hold up. Played into the fucking ground. I I, I couldn't listen. I mean, I, you know, they were the reason that I ever picked up a guitar. Like, at, at 12 years, it's like a rite of passage. When you're that age, when you're going through middle school, it's like you turned on to Nirvana and that makes you want to start your own band because they weren't the conventional rock stars that came out, like, looking good and their hair is perfect. Like this was like a guy from fucking Aberdeen, Washington who came out with like shitty fucking clothes. It's not, it wasn't about the material ethics of how you look 
or any of that shit. It was, it was what your product sounded like. It was all about how you sounded. And they came in and changed, you know, the narrative with all that. And it still holds up. I mean, Dave Grohl, the drummer, and he's doing Foo Fighters <clears throat> now, but I'm just, I'm a huge fucking Nirvana fan. I couldn't listen to Smells Like Teen Spirit for like 15 years. It was so overplayed, but now I've been, I've revisited that album and it's just, it's, it really is timeless. Like it's just, it's so fucking perfect. And they only did, you know, it seemed like they were around for like 10 years, but they were only a band from like 1989 to, or when that album came out, 1991 to 94, when he died, they were only a couple of years. Damn. I mean, so much happened within those couple of years, but. That's good. And of course, Tribe, Low End Theory, everything on this album is a game changer. Talked about it. We talk about it every year, every five years. Every time this, there's something with this album, obviously the late great Five Dog, the emergence um and you know i mean just a crazy day i didn't realize that uh all three of those albums came out on the same day 30 years ago so i've been rocking all three of those albums in the last uh week or so and obviously you should and, and that blood sugar uh blood sugar sex mac magic album i fuck with the chili peppers and i'm definitely gonna go see them live so fucking good yeah those albums those albums were fucking incredible all right, we're coming to the end here. I, I, again, I want to thank you, uh, Shooter, for coming in here. You've been doing a great job of carrying the show. And, Wait, uh, you, just, you just said it. You just said, it. thank you, Dean. Thank you, Shooter, for coming in and carrying the show. I didn't say carrying the show. I said joining the show when my fucking voice is fucked up. I didn't say carrying anything. You're not carrying the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, fuck. Rewind the clip you just said. I'm not rewinding a motherfucking thing. What's the name of the podcast? The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. You carry these fucking nuts. I never said carry. You've got brain fog. You got fucking brain fog. I got brain fog too. Perpetually, I got brain fog. It's fucking COVID. I don't know how to socialize anymore, man. I'm all fucked up. Anyway, I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. We came, we saw, we disrupted under duress. Come see me in San Diego. The shooter will be there this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and one more Sunday night. Tickets are available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. Miles Jordan, A.K. the Bleach Brothers. Um, let's get out of here with something real nice. Let's get out of here with something real proper. But most importantly, take us out of here with something real, real funky. funky. You can never get it right. And I can't scream at you to get it right. Real funky. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm out.